Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This entire season is new territory for lots of guys with different expectations and different pressure, and I think dealing with it, you know, not being tight, dealing with it, breathing. You know, I just mentioned the, the, the Krebs line, and you, know, you get a group of young guys, and, and they're fearless. Like, everything's an opportunity. They don't, they, they, you know, the expectations on those guys is probably minimal, right? And so they're they're free to go, and they, they run. And, and I think our guys that have, have moved up and helped move this, this group up feel a little bit more pressure and a little bit more obligation, and it's learning to deal with that. Severance head coach Don Granado there following yesterday's 4-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. And, yeah, I mean, you know, of course they're still learning new things. I mean, why should I expect anything? They're still learning, guys. We need to reevaluate our expectations. They're still learning. I We've got about three, four more years, right, until like they're all like 25. I, that's when we'll look at the playoffs again. Oh, man, just I can only hear so much that they're young, they're still learning. I can't. I can't, can't. If he was saying that about Benson, yeah. Ryan Johnson, sure. Like, but Tate Cage. Thompson's what, 26, 27? Alex Tuck's 27, 28? Jeff Skinner's 70? And, and that's the thing. That's the that's the one thing I have with like the whole blanket statement is if you're talking about specific people, say it. Like that's something that like unless – that's something I've noticed about Granado is unless he's asked about maybe, – mm-hmm. maybe I'm just like missing a few things here and there. But when he's asked about someone specific, he'll talk about them specifically. Mm-hmm. But when he's asked about like scoring as a whole, it's – as a whole, he never talks about a specific player. Hey, this guy's lacked a little bit. This guy's produced a little bit. Like it's it's a blanket get, statement. Get specific because yeah. if you're talking about Alex Tuck needing to learn mm-hmm. or Jeff Skinner needing to learn, yeah, we're, we're, then we've that's lost the plot here. Man. Yes, but if you're talking about maybe Dylan Cousins because he's only 23, mm-hmm. maybe Tage Thompson because he's you know actually coming into something yeah. here. If you're talking about Zach Benson, Peyton Krebs, J.J. Paterka, that I get. They're younger. They're young players in the NHL that are stepping into prominent roles. But if you're saying that Rasmus Dahlin, who's been in the league since he was 18, so I'm giving him not as much of a pass here. not as much. If you're talking about Eric Johnson, who's 36 years old, which, I again, I don't think he is talking about all these people, but that's what the blanket statement does, Mm -hmm. is it, it doesn't... And yeah, it's a professional sports team. You're not going to see the whole well, thing. It's I, not going to be transparent. Yeah. But you're you you kind of you need a little bit of something of like, hey, these guys are okay, but these guys, you know, they're young, they're immature, they're learning. They're I'm, I'm having growing. a tough time with that though too, because it's it's right with any other organization. The problem is with the Sabers, you, you've played these young guys for now three years. They've yeah. been in prominent spots for three, maybe even four years. 
Right. They aren't still learning. Well, they have been in the league now for a while. They have played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And if they're still making the same mistakes, Donnie, that's on you, bud. Or 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 it's on the, it's player. on the players, and you got to have to stop coddling them. Yeah, and we got to move on instead of signing everyone to seven-year deals. Mm-hmm. Do I remind you that you're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for the next hour. Talking a lot of Sabres here today, and we're going to keep doing that. We're going to go back to the phones. We've got Thomas in Rochester on the line. Good morning, Thomas. How are we doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing very well. So um, I'm going to try to be concise, but I think we're all kind of in a very similar feeling. Like The pulse of this is really just all over the place. And I, I like what you guys were saying a second ago. I feel like one of the biggest problems is the messaging. I, I feel like the message from up top coaching is so it's, it's not just disorganized, it's bad. I mean, you could start off with Kevin, Kevin Adams, and I think a lot of us kind of applauded his moves, right, those early contracts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also think to a degree maybe that's hurting them too because now you're giving guys contracts before they've proven anything. And you're almost telling them, well, you'll get money no matter what. Don't worry, it's fine. Whether you show up each night is irrelevant because you've already got paid for the next seven years and you can kind of rest on your laurels and sit back and do what you want. So I think it's a double-edged sword there that I think we liked, but now might actually be hurting us. And it kind of plays into, I don't remember, what, it might have been a week or two ago, but Don Granado said something. And you guys, I don't know if you guys have dogs or people are listening have dogs. If you say something to a dog and their head kind of tilts sideways, like they're looking at you kind of crazy, Don Granado said something, and I had that kind of reaction. He was talking about Paige Thompson, and he had said that when Paige Thompson isn't smiling, he knows he's not going to be playing well. And for me, when I heard that, I said, that's a really bad omen. It's not that's good. That's a, really, that's a really bad omen. That your, your star, your, I mean, you're, you're, he's supposed to be the guy you build around outside of Darlene. If he's not smiling, he's not having a good game. That tells me there is a serious method issue inside that locker room. If he's not able to play, I mean, he's playing a, a kid's game for, the, for, for how many millions of dollars, and he can't find happiness in that, there's an issue. And then it kind of goes to with Granado and coaching. And I guess my thing is, like, we talk about Oposo, and Oposo being the captain, and he's fine. You know, I like the blue-collar stuff, and it's great, and he's been really good for this team. Like, you know, went through the concussion stuff. He's a good person, but, like, to a certain degree, when do you have a leader that upholds the, this is how things are supposed to be run? And when you have a POSO sitting there saying, oh, it's not our um, 13 years to bear the burden. Mm-hmm. No, dude, that's not what you tell your younger players who are 19 years old. You tell them, we need to change the message that is here for the fans. Like, but if all POSO is driving that home, that doesn't matter. The, the younger guys are not going to listen at all. And then it goes back to Granado, which is where this is all going to kind of wrap up, and I'm going to end this here. You have a guy like Granado who week in and week out is sending the worst type of message. When you got guys like Oposo and Gergensen who are playing heavy minutes and shouldn't be playing, whether at all, I mean, you could see they've got dead legs more often than they don't. Then you got guys like last season, we go back to, you know, Jacob Bryson playing valuable minutes when you could obviously tell he wasn't good. This year you got Ryan Johnson who should absolutely be playing and he's getting scratched. So just the messaging that you're having on all facets of this organization is so messed up and so discombobulated. There's no surprise that the team is bad right now because 
I don't think they know who they are. I don't think the, the organization has any sentiment positivity anymore. And I think that's the biggest issue is there's so much going wrong that I just, I think the, the, the team is a mess. I think the organization's a mess. And I think it's top down every direction you look. Thanks for the call, Thomas. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, it's, it's, it is, it's messaging. Yeah. And I, listen, I am all for being positive. I'm all for being, you know, optimistic. My, my name on Twitter is Captain Optimism. Like, come on. But it's also because I've dealt with this team for so long and tried to be optimistic about the, the littlest, stupidest things. And at, the, at this point. It's like point, all you have left. It's it, just like, it got to be optimistic. And at this point, I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point of you need to make drastic changes of some manner. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to say, you know, oh, Tage isn't going to play well if he's smiling or if he isn't smiling, whatever. Yeah. Like, but then it's another. I don't, I don't understand that because it's but it, like. But it's another. Like that could be just kind of like a statement, and it's like, well, oh yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, ha. But, but like but then, it, but then the results kind of show that's like. But like he's being serious. Like yeah, if and, if and it's, Tage isn't like in a good mood, he's not going to play well. And I I get that to an extent because like you know if you're not like if you're having a bad day at work, you're not going to do a good job or as as good of a job. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's like. I, I, I'm, 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 at a lo- I'm at a loss for words because it, it, it doesn't make sense that you, you can be so positive about this team turning around, but then you say, oh, well, like, you know, they have to be in a good mood. It's like, no. It, they're they're like, professionals. Some of the best times you've seen athletes have great games is when they are angry. Furious. When they are yep. fed up with someone. Like, one of the – I mean, it doesn't work for long, but one of the best – performances you see out of athletes is when they don't like their coach is it's hey we're gonna go out there and prove this guy wrong we're yeah. gonna make this guy the coach becomes the villain yeah, the for everyone to rally villain. around and and, and and you have to be delicate with that and like i said it doesn't work for long because then it, you know whatever but and i'm not saying that's what's needed here but you need to have players that can perform in pretty much any scenario and yeah everyone's gonna have their nights where it's oh well we you know we just couldn't get there tonight okay fine you're human like, like yeah, you, it's, it's an two like, game regular season. I like, I get it. You're not going to be 100 percent right. every like, game. Like, totally you, like UPL yesterday, mm-hmm. he had an off day, and you know what? Fine, you've had a great month and a half where you've proved everyone wrong. You went from someone that was talked about being put on waivers yeah. to please never leave. You are our number one goaltender. But like, you, and, you just, but I mean, there's been a few times this month where he has just he's put up amazing games, and his teammates don't help him. Yeah, but that's someone right there. Look at Uko Pekalukin. He's the perfect example for this. He is someone who went through all this adversity, all this stuff, all of these problems of, well, Devin Levi's coming in, see a kid, you, you tried, you were our, you were our number one goaltender, but, but now out. you're not anymore. And oh well, hey, wait, actually, you're doing great, and oh, now you're our number one. And it was never, you know, this, this, oh well, you know, he'll figure it out eventually. He'll fi-. like, it was, he quietly did that, and now here he is. And it, it's it's not this big grand thing. It's just oh look at Ukapekalukin figured it out, and that's something that you need to see from all of these players. Of you mean actual just, adversity? Yes, and actual their jo- adversity. And their jobs being threatened. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because look at the look exactly. That was the that was the missing key. That was in that, that was in the that key scenario is that he saw and basically had no hope at all because Levi was going to come in fresh faced out of college. Yep. And was told you're the starting goaltender for the Buffalo Sabers and UPL. 
I mean, you might play. Yeah, you might play like every like moon, six nights. But, you know, yeah, like have fun. And he had to be better. He had to work in the off season, and he got better because his job was threatened. And this is where, and we are getting connected to our fans, and that is brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Todd tweets in, Donnie is loved by his players because he protects his players. They have a safe place with him as coach. That's all well and good, but players have proven they're not repaying his loyalty to them. That's true. And Lukanen is the perfect example of, yeah, you gave him a little adversity and he repaid you. By just keeping him on the team. But you push a little adversity. In, I'm not, not even a little. I mean, he straight up threatened his career in Buffalo with Levi coming in. And he was like, no. I'm a professional. I can get this done. I was the savior before that kid was in diapers. I can be the guy. <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong. I still think there's going to be a, a great goalie battle between Lucan and Levi. And, they have and a great problem now. That's that's an ex- exactly that is a perfect problem to have in the NHL specifically because the NHL forwards are a dime a dozen, defensemen not as much, but they still are about the same. Goaltenders, if you find the best goaltender in a draft class, you hold on to him tight and you never ever ever let go. And you have two of those. I mean, what what did Levi do yesterday? Fifty two saves on fifty three shots. Saves. And granted, it's the AHL, but but that's what you wanted to see him that's do. What you want that's what you yeah. That's why it, he's not coming up when Comrie's ill or UPL. Yeah. You know, has like a lower body injury, and they're like, I just need for one game. That's why yep. Levi. No, you stay in the AHL. Worry about your development. It just took him three months to get there. And 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 you know, I I was one that was very excited when it was oh Levi's going to stay up. He's going to start here. And it's like cool. That's awesome. Like let's see what happens. But once it started to not work, it was all right. Well, you gotta again make changes that are uncomfortable. Calculated uncomfortable decisions are something that the Sabers haven't done in ten years, and they were seemingly forced into it with UPL. I don't think yeah. that was their intention. Was like no. we'll see what UPL can do, but Levi's the guy. It was Levi's the guy. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Well, no, we still have three goalies. I mean, that was their thing. They were still riding with three goalies. It was never their intention. UPL just yeah. proved them wrong, and it's just it's. Again, you wonder if the lights are on. Let's go back to the phones. You've got Alan on the line. Alan, good morning. Hey, good morning. I looked at um, 10 projections in the offseason. Eight of them had the Sabres in the playoffs. Two of them had mm-hmm. Granado as co- coach mm-hmm. of the year. and Two of them had Tage Thompson as the rocket winner. And he and uh, Austin Matthews work out together in the offseason. I said, okay, well, maybe they're right. Well, the four guys that are killing us this year are Tage Thompson, Tuck, Cousins, and Skinner. They're MIA, and I've stated this a while. You bench all four or trade all four, you wouldn't miss them right now. And it's just sad. I would have chosen Gerard Gallant from the beginning. I'm a huge, I know he wasn't available to the end of last year. He and Drury didn't see eye to eye. But look at his success in New York. I loved him as coach. I know Laviette. I'm a huge Rangers fan. They're my team, and I've been since 70 a fan of theirs. But I see so many similarities early on when the Rangers were struggling. But they got the right coach. And they got the right coach again. And that's the key, I believe, to all this. And I'm and it's sad to see, to watch these guys. How do you lose to Anaheim at home? I looked at the schedule coming up. They had three games, Anaheim, Montreal, and Columbus. I said, well, if they can get these next three, they should. And then a friend of mine said, they're going to lose at home. They're going to win the two on the road to Montreal. 
and he said they're going to lose to Anaheim. Anaheim's five four three and or five four. They were a winning record since they beat the Sabers in Anaheim. So there's a lot of missing pieces on this team. I thought the fans came back in the off season. They gained about four thousand season ticket holders. Again, almost to that you know not to that sixteen we had up until three years ago season ticket holders with the long list, but you know what? And you're going to laugh at me when I say this, but I would have never fired Bilesma. Um, he had the record here. He just because they Adams and, uh, and, he, and Tim Murray. I mean, I mean, I know everybody has their emotions on Tim Murray, but he, when he was mad, he did what he wanted to do. Uh, you know, traded this, traded that and got this, but I'm not, you know, as a Sabres fan for years and years, this is really frustrating to see. You don't lose to Anaheim at home out shooting them to 37. Yeah. UPL should have had two of those goals yesterday but the way they played in front of them i don't think i think a high school team mm-hmm. could have played better I'll, I'll hang up and listen to you guys take care thanks for the call alan and look just on his first point too let's go through the top four alex tuck 48 games played 37 points 15 goals jeff skinner 47 games played 34 points 17 goals dylan cousins 52 games played, 33 points, 11 goals. And Tage Thompson, really the big the big horse here, 45 games played, 16 goals, 32 points. And, and But I like that he brought up the point of don't tra- – he didn't say trade him, but he said if you did trade him, you wouldn't miss him. Right. And I agree with that point, especially the big three. Right. They are doing nothing. And I think a lot of this comes into coaching, which was stop the running gun style, stop what made us – I mean – Dude, just like remembering the Winnipeg game from last year, where they made Hellebuck, who is one of the best goalies in hockey, <laughs> look like oh, a yeah. fool. The three of them did. Yep, a fool. Where they just sent him to the boards, essentially. Yeah. Not once has that been a thing this year. Thompson, I mean, you just look at his stats: sixteen goals, hasn't scored a hat trick this year. What do you have? Like five last year? He had a five goal game last year. He's absurd. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. I I wonder what their issue is specifically because we've seen offense return in spurts but it's never it's never been never consistently been them mm-hmm. but you've seen it return with Paterka with Middlestat like that group has figured out how to have good offensive games but whenever you have a gr- good offensive game it's never Tuck Thompson Skinner leading the way it's always Middlestat Paterka Greenway one yeah. of yeah. Thompson Skinner Tuck yep. one of them it's never been all three and Something I've noticed, and, and this is just me observing. This isn't, you know, hearing or anything or whatever. Skinner hasn't really felt engaged this season. He's felt, yeah, it, yeah. It's felt very He's felt very disconnected, and I don't know why, but that's just how I've kind of viewed him. Like, it's it's he's just there, and he's skating around, and he might get a shot here and there. He might get a goal, but I, I don't know. He just seems a little disconnected, and I, I don't know... I don't know what that is because in all of you know the videos and stuff you see like he's one of the bright, funny guys at practice yeah, and, and things like that. And then have you have you noticed though a lot of that stuff is just non-existent this year and and it wasn't even in the off season coming yeah. into this year all of a sudden a lot of the stuff that they were doing that was fun. I mean they, like their social media team was it felt like one of the better ones in hockey. Yep, constantly fun, constantly engaging with fans, seemingly understood the memes and stuff like that, and it's just yeah. And, and they that's, were fun again. Yeah, and that's and that's not how you win hockey games, but it's how you bring the fans back. It's how you gain which, which their is, trust, yeah, which, and exactly. that's important because mm-hmm. if you if you look at the makeups of great sports teams, obviously, like ninety nine percent of that is coaching, players, things like that. But the fans do play a role. 
A well, very, it's, very, it's, very it's small why, one. A minuscule one. But it's but why it, playing at home is always considered right. tougher for road teams. The Colorado Avalanche mm-hmm. are 20-5 and five on home ice this year. 20-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Let me look at the Sabres real quick because that's going to be a painful exercise. But I'm willing to do it because I'm a man of the people. The Sabres' <laughs> home record is 12-16-1. Yeah. And it was worse last year. Oh yeah, it was really bad last year, and that was that was your that was the, the one question mark was hey if you win a couple games you at could home, literally just play at home, you would yeah. have easily been in the playoffs. And I think also the the fact that they were so close last year was where we all maybe got caught up into it. Of they're right there, the drought is about to end, and if I mean you could take any number of those games, it's literally one game. But if you like one that sticks out to me always is the is the Florida game with. Where Alex Tuck is half a millimeter offside. Yeah, yeah, and and it's no one's fault, obviously, but I'm just I'm at the point of those guys. While you take stuff to build off of mm-hmm. year in and year out, you have to let last year go. You didn't earn anything. You didn't win anything. You proved that you can get close, and that doesn't count for anything in this. I think thing is, yeah, you proved you were ascending. You proved that. Yeah. You, Which is great that, that 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 fans are reasonable for putting expectations on you. Yeah, and that's really it. But again, like I come back to it, like they changed their entire style in an off season. Did not do anything when Quinn got hurt, which was either the day of or the day before the draft that we found that out. They did yeah. nothing to reallocate what they were going to miss in Quinn, which uh, coincidentally was actually a lot. He's very very good. Him and Paterka that that twenty twenty draft. One and two, phenomenal for them. Mm-hmm. But they did nothing. They just sat there and went, it'll be better. We'll be fine. Yeah, Quinn will be back by Christmas, and we'll be like kind of hovering around a playoff spot, and then he'll help us get there. And it's like, nope, well, you, you didn't hold up your end of the just bargain. Again, Quinn did. Quinn is, like Quinn, you said, in Quinn's 17 games played this year, he has 12 points. Yeah, which is awesome. He he was showing you, and it, also when he was playing, like he was getting Dylan Cousins back to kind of form. J.J. Paterka continued to be J.J. Paterka this year. Got even better. Got which even is better. impressive because he's been great this but year. But outside of that, like, they don't make moves. They don't do anything. They just kind of sit there. And I get it. It takes two to tango. But every time I hear Adams talk, he really doesn't seem interested in making moves, in trading away some of these pieces. He seems pretty happy to just keep all of them, even though all the forwards you've drafted, literally there's no spots for him. And it's it's incredibly frustrating. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Terry here on the line. Terry, how are we doing today? <laughs> Great, great. First off, I love the show. I'm just so happy. Finally, we're talking about the Sabres and not the Bills. But the thing that, and you know what, you touched a lot about what I was going to say right now. This whole season is on the GM. During the offseason, I'm sorry, but you bring back for 2.5, you bring back Ocposo and Gergensen, and then to top it off too, Jost for $2 million, who nobody wanted when we put on waivers. You brought back the same team. Pretty much. And then you get a guy who was on a healthy scratch, Connor Clifton, for three years. And Eric Johnson's been a, a little bit of a surprise. I think he's decent and he gives leadership. But you did nothing. And that is the most frustrating thing. Absolutely nothing. And then to top it off, too, your big trade for Eichel, you get their prospect Krebs. And then you see what type of talent this kid has. You don't even put him on the first line. You put a Poso up there. And I just don't get it. I think the GM is a disgrace. There's a reason why he was teaching 11 to 12-year-olds at the Niagara Center, you know, and then he, I don't know who he knows or blackmailed to get this job, but him and Matt Ellis, and they just got to go. I mean, ever since Terry Pagula fired LaFontaine, who was the president of hockey or whatever, 
no to come here. And I think it's known throughout the NHL, just don't go there. And it's just so frustrating because this team, I don't even see them. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't even see Thompson scoring more than 35 goals again. I really don't. Everybody knows how to play him. And he's, I'm sorry, but if these little babies are worried about, oh, well, we're not going to celebrate if they boo us, that's probably being a professional. And you all got your contracts and you're all going to the bank. You know, it just makes me sick. And I agree 100%. They need a coach. God, I would have loved to have Tortorella because these guys are coddled. And that's all I have to say, and I'll listen. Thanks for the call, Terry. And I, but I, I think Terry, right at his last point there, that's what's going to happen. I, I don't love the John Tortorella thing, but there is going to be, a lot for a lot of fans, the 180 of, no, like we need to do something radically different from Granado, who has coddled these guys. I think Adams, I mean, I, I think with the Bat Lama team, he resigned, not fired. So I think he, he resigned. Yeah, it was kind of a— It was frustrations within a, the organization. It's a while so. ago now, too, so it's kind of hard to remember. There's been a lot of firings and changing but, but and also, hirings. But, the point, but the point sticks there. I get it. Upper management, yeah. ownership, I totally understand. But that I, that's where I started this morning was Adams in frustration with him. But, yeah, I forgot about the Joe move. Yeah. They brought back everybody. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I love the analytical di- direction they went— in terms of drafting, in terms of, you know, getting... Yeah, drafting's been great. Right, and it, but in terms of getting, you know, players and such, like, yes, you can use analytics, but you can't rely solely on them. Mm-hmm. And that's where you look at now, you look at the Clifton thing, where at the time it was, hey, he's been playing with Boston, he looked great with Boston, his analytics look great, that's awesome. And same with Jost. Jost had pretty good underlying numbers, he was... Fine when well, he's here. Yeah, with I was the gonna say he was pretty good when he came here when and, we got him off waivers. Yeah, and that was the other thing too. You got him for free, so it's like, hey, why not bring him back? And he clearly it, it, it wasn't everything you thought it was because the game is not played on paper. And I'm not discrediting analytics because I love the analytical side of hockey. It's it's interesting to read up on the stats and 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 learn about all that stuff. But it's not the whole game. It's mm-hmm. only part of it, and you can only base so much of your decision making off of that. Yep. And. Going forward with that too, is you have to like 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 you said with the radical radical change and things like the 180, that. One eighty, yeah. Again, I I don't want to keep saying this, but you have to make smart radical decisions. You can't yeah. just make radical decisions because that's what Tim Murray did and it didn't work. And it did, yeah, it did it not work. Burst into flames, and there's a reason why he's not a GM in the NHL anymore. Yep. And that's just kind of where I'm at with this team. Is once you make that big move, that actually sticks that's when things will start to change Mm -hmm. and it can't be just players it has to be coaching too it has to be management and an organizational level thing too because you can only go so far with the players if you don't get someone in there that's going to help them when they need it it's it's not going to go anywhere yep absolutely we are late to a timeout, so we'll take a quick one right here. Still taking calls. 803-0550 is the number. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for about another half hour here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.